You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike Amos! Yo, what's up? To my right, standing at about five foot nine. Watch it on the poundage. I have no idea about the poundage. <laughs> Mike Wilson! How's it going, sir? Oh, it's I mean, uh, Sunday afternoon. It's raining finally. Finally, Yes. I saw Faith Jagger posted rain. One, I think it's, she said rain, beautiful rain or wonderful rain or something. We definitely needed some rain. Um, it uh, was a little too dry. But they said this rain may not even be enough. I mean, they're, they're saying it might be an inch, I guess, through tomorrow. Um, but it may not be enough rain for what we need because yeah. we're so far behind. I know. But some of the corn was looking pretty good, though. I don't know if it's going to be knee high by the 4th of July, though. And we have plenty of corn here on the Morology podcast every week. Yes, because we are corny. That's right. All right. So, we have a special guest. Do you want to say hi, special guest? Hi, everybody. Glad to know that you're listening to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And who are you? You didn't introduce yourself. I know. That's funny that you say that. I know, because you got me last week. I got after (laughs) Joey at the Junior Fair Board meeting because he started just talking, and I said, who are you? My name is Russ Mayer, and I'm here from the Morrow County Junior Fair Board, and I want to talk about fair eventually. Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, my gosh. Mike, I haven't even pushed the button yet. (laughs) You're killing me. You're killing me, homie. I'm doing what I can do. All right, so tomorrow, when you hear this, Monday is going to be the Gilead Fitness Fundraiser at Pizzaburg, and it starts at 4 p.m., and that's where if you purchase a pizza, a certain percentage of that is going to go back to Gilead uh, Fitness for uh, some improvements there. On Friday, June 16th at 11 a.m., Kids Paint Workshop at the Mount Gilead Public Library is taking place. And then, remember, Mike, this is the word that I really enjoyed saying. Okay. Succulent solstice. <laughs> you practiced that from last week, The succulent week solstice. Uh, June 17th, Saturday. Now, don't laugh because, you know, we're, we're, like, this coming week, we're halfway through the month of June already. Yes, we are. Uh, 8 a.m. at Groovy Plants Ranch. That's going on. Also, this coming weekend is the Cardington Community-Wide Garage and Yard Sale Day. So if you're looking for a yard or a garage, they are for sale officially. And I'm looking at Mike. He's chomping his ice over here with his hand over the mic so you guys can't hear. But I heard the cup slosh down here just a minute ago. So now, oh, he's getting all choked up now. <laughs> are you okay? I, I'm a nice <laughs> muncher from way back. <laughs> Uh, so if you're interested, the Cardington Village-wide uh, garage and yard sales are going on. And then also on the 17th is the Fisher Ag Service Agriculture Tour, and that starts at 1230. Now that one I'm going to actually open because there's some more details in there that you need to know. 
It's the Morrow County Farm Bureau, and it will and they will host a Drive It Yourself Agriculture Tour of Morrow County on June 17th. The tour begins at 1230 at Fisher Ag Services and includes an aerial application service plus uh, reining horse and cutting horse facilities. The family-friendly event is free to, uh, to attend and open to the public. Tours and demonstrations will give attendees insight on the local agricultural industry. The tour stops include Fisher Ag Services at 47, I'm sorry, 4579 Mount Gilead, Cardington Road, 126, also known as Airport Road. Right? Yeah. Yes. yes. I don't know why I just... Had to second guess that. Um, then they're going to go to the Scott McFarland Performance Horse Farm. And that is at Breeze E. Knoll Farm at 4297 County Road 98 in Mount Gilead. And then the J.M. Cutting Horses at 4292 County Road 98 in Mount Gilead. More tour information and a map will be included of all of the locations. And you can find that on the Morrow County Farm Bureau web uh, Facebook page. You can also find it on their uh, website at morrow.ofbf.org. If you have any questions, you can email them at morrow at ofbf.org or call them at 419-747-7488. And then we have, wow, the Cardington Street Fair on Friday and Saturday, uh, two weeks from, well, actually it's less than two weeks now, but it's going to be there at the Legion Park, and it they also, <laughs> this, this place is usually really busy and it's hard to find a parking spot. Going on at the same time, put on by the American Legion, is an all-you-can-eat fish fry at the same time, but it's on Friday night, the 23rd at 5 p.m. There will also be fireworks as they celebrate their 4th of July um, down there at uh, the Cardington Legion. And, of course, it's going to lead us to this. It's Freedom Fest Ohio, featuring Craig Morgan, Brett Michaels with Night Ranger, Justin Moore, and Chris Jansen. We the Kingdom with We Are Messengers and more. June 22nd through 25th, Morrow County Fairgrounds in Mount Gilead, Ohio. On sale now. For tickets and more info, visit FreedomFestOhio.com. That's coming right up there, Mikey and Russ, because you're going to be there too. I am. The fair board, Junior Fair yes. Board is involved in that. Yes, the Junior Fair Board will be... Uh, picking up uh, litter and trash, and we'll be the waste management services team. There you go. Yeah, and we'll be working hard for every uh, day of that event, and so we're looking forward to getting that place all shipshape and looking great for our guests. The one thing that I'm excited about is there's going to be a lot of people coming from all over the state, and. You know, they're going to get to see our fairgrounds. They're going to, and hopefully, they'd say, wow, we ought to come check out this place back in August. So uh, hopefully, they'll be coming back and stuff. So it's a great way for us to be in our bright orange shirts. Yeah, the uh, camp camping uh, sales have really taken off. I don't know how many we have, but um, I do know that we decided to do a special and decided to do half-off camping. 
because we really want to fill it out. We had 96 campsites to fill, and I'm not sure where we were. Last thing I knew, I think we had 20 um, filled, and that was, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty good deal. VIP weekend passes, two of those. You can have up to six additional people in your camper with you. You cannot have a tent. Uh, there are some rules against some things that we had to, you know, we had, unfortunately, we had to put out. But, you know, it's going to be a blast. And Mikey is going to be driving the one of the eight-passenger golf carts as, uh, you know, helping to get guests from the infield to the ticketing gate. So... I'm not sure that's a good thing. No, this guy used to drive a school bus uh, in one of his former careers. Uh, what else? I mean, you've done a lot in your career. Well, yes, I have. So um, it'll be it'll be fun. It's going to be a great time. You know, if you listen quietly, you may be able to hear the concert just about anywhere in the county. It's not going to be as loud as the truck and tractor pools, uh, which will be going on the following weekend. On July the third at seven p.m. down at the fairgrounds. Did you like that transition, Mike? See how? I, yeah, that's yeah. yes. Yeah, I pl- I did not plan that. It just kind of happened. Um, also, the following weekend is of the Fourth of July weekend is the Summer Thriftorama down at Groovy Plants Ranch. Of course, those guys have all kinds of stuff going on. And Cardington Legion, the weekend after the 4th of July, they're going to be hosting their old-fashioned fun day and independence parade. And you can find that on the, um, on the page that is owned by the, well, this is an event, but it's the Cardington, it's the Friends of Cardington that are, uh, they own this event, I guess, on Facebook. So all kinds of information on there. The parade kickoff will be at 1. There's bingo. Uh, that's going to be happening there. They've got a pretty active group down there supporting that. So that is all I've got there. Mike, do you have anything? Well, I would like to remind everybody that on June 16th from 5 to 8 p.m., the Johnsville Fire Station will be hosting a spaghetti benefit and silent auction for Johnsville Firefighter uh, and and, uh, Morrow County EMT, John Massey, and that'll be 5 to 8 on June 16th at the Johnsville Fire Station. And the Sweet Spot, formerly known as, oh, my dad was a Kirk's and it's been George's and it's oh, been yeah. Connie's. Yeah, and They're Ron's. Running. That's the name I forgot earlier was Ron's. I don't remember that. It was a Ron's uh, right after Connie's, I think. Okay. Well, they're planning on being open sometime between now and July 1st. So uh, if you would like to work there they are taking taking applications you must be 14 years of age or older and you can find information on that in uh, under what's happening in morrow county on facebook and something's going on this tuesday night oh mike's big debut oh mikey yeah, mikey 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 yeah. we're going to have the uh, famous and infamous walk starting from the history center and and the beautiful downtown mount gilead on the square it starts at 7 p.m., and we asked you to arrive 15 minutes early. It's suggested that you bring a $5 donation. If you bring more, you, we won't turn it down. But um, you're going to hear about some folks that have been through Mount Gilead um, over the years, famous people and infamous people as well. So uh, usually Robin Brucker does this, but she's out of town, so... I get the opportunity to do it this time. Well, and I think one of the important things to remember is that way back before 71 was built, you couldn't get 
to Cleveland without passing through Mount Gilead. That's, that's true. And some of these folks, if 71 was here, they probably would not have been through Mount Gilead. So. Yeah, so that's, that's, you know, that was one thing that 71 kind of took away from us a little bit. But we've actually benefited from that, too. So um, one thing that I did want to throw out, we talked about the truck and tractor pulls on July 3rd, but we did not share. The village of Mount Gilead is shooting off fireworks on July 2nd at 9.30. Nine thirty. Ah, oh, I'm practicing. Help me, <laughs> folks. Help me. Um, yeah. So the village is shooting off fireworks on the second at nine thirty. There will not be fireworks at the truck and tractor pools. Uh, at the truck and tractor pools, by the way, it's ten dollars per person. Six and under are free. That's just to get you into the fairgrounds, so you can sit on the big hill or in the stands. Now, if you want to get into the infield, it's an additional ten dollars, and it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, it's an additional ten dollars to get you in there, and they have—I think they'll have a food, a couple food vendors in there as well. They usually do, but you'll be even closer to the action. You'll be able—you'll be able to hear full pull. You can hear that just about everywhere. When they do that, it's pretty cool. So, with that being said, I know that our guest has at least one thing he wants to share. Probably more, though. Go ahead. Well, of course, I am a talker, but unfortunately, what? you know, but I do have that uh, <laughs> the um, Word Baptist Church, which is uh, has services on Sunday mornings at Highland High School. Um, there, uh, they are going to be doing Vacation Bible School. It's going to be Keepers of the Kingdom, and uh, Pastor Jeff Deal is the pastor of that church, and so that's going to be uh, six thirty to nine p.m. there at Highland High School. Um, so if you'd like to find out about that, you can go to their website, which is www.wordbaptistchurch.com. And like I said, that's uh, July 10th through the 14th, or I'm sorry, that's June 26th through the 30th, June 26th through the 30th. And then the reason why I got that mixed up was because on July 10th through the 14th, then Mount Gilead Glory Baptist Church is also going to be doing that same vacation Bible school at their church, which you can find information and register for either of those if you'd like to go. And that is www.mountgileadglory.com. And of course, that's 6.30 to 9 p.m. each of those nights. You can come for one night. You can come for the whole week. We'd love to have you for the whole week. Um, But if you can only make it one night, then that's great. Hey, and guess what? If you're going to Morrow County 4-H camp, which is July 9th through the uh, the 13th, well, that kind of takes you out of going to... um, the one um, at Mount Gilead Glory Baptist, but you certainly could go ahead and show up at the Highland High School location. Nice. Hey, Mike, question for you. Have you been out to uh, McChesney's Ice Cream Parlor? What about you, Russ? Have you been out there? I have not, and I saw their post earlier this week. Have you been out there, Mike? I have never been there. So I've been out there for um, a party before, and they – so Connie – McChesney, our county auditor, she used to run Connie's, the ice cream shop, now going to be the sweet spot. She added a little pole barn uh, to their property, and she's turned it into an ice cream parlor. And you can rent that ice cream parlor for parties and stuff like that, and she can serve uh, the ice cream and all that good stuff. She's got this stuff. It's called, uh, it's called their nachos. 
it's waffle chips, like the ice cream waffle cone chips, and you can dip it in the ice cream and caramel or chocolate. Like it looked delicious. Um, but they're open on select Fridays. And those Fridays are June 16th, July 7th, July 28th, August 4th, and August 25th. And that is located at 3300 Township Road 129 in Cardington. So if you go out Airport Road, before you get to the airport, that sharp turn right before the airport, if you're headed south towards Cardington, there's a road to your right. That is 129. Go down there, and it's the first house on your left, and you'll see it right there. And uh, tell them that uh, that we sent you because this stuff is uh, this just looks delicious. It's ridiculous how good this stuff looks. Um, I was trying to find a picture of the waffle co- or the nachos. I don't see it though. But she's got a little bit of everything still in there that she's that they're selling. And uh, oh, here it is. Yeah, there you go. Look at that, Mike. Oh, yeah. Doesn't too, that look good? Too bad we can't hold it up hold to the, the microphone. Com- I was going to say, hold it up to the microphone so our guests at home Doesn't can that look good? It. No, that is good. Oh, man. Whew. Anyway, so uh, that's what I wanted to share before we got any further. Are you good, Russ? Do you have anything else you want to share? Hey, you know, one of the things about Morrow County, and I love being here in Morrow County, you know, there are many, many things to do. People just need to find out what's going on. And if you're somebody that says there's nothing to do, you need to slap them. Talk to me. No, oh. well, you know, no, don't do that. That wouldn't be polite. Sorry, I, I thought that's where you're but, going. With you that. know, you can just come and ask because there are plenty of ways that you can get involved in things. Um, you guys have shared so many times uh, the programs that are the Morrow County Extension uh, Service offers and all of the programs uh, from master gardeners through. Uh, learning to make sure your um, your uh, jams and jelly oh that you know, you're you're in those pressure cookers yeah the pressure check. cooking correctly um, and all of that kind of, there's stuff out at headwaters out by the sheriff's office and so there's lots of going on so you're just gonna need to figure out how to get yourself plugged in. Yep, and coming up this weekend at the Capitol Theater is the first weekend of the Flash DC Comics. Friday and Saturday, 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Sunday at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Now, this movie is two hours and 35 minutes long, so we appreciate it if you would kindly give us a few minutes as we get the place cleaned up in between movies so that uh, you don't have to, you know, rest your feet on somebody else's popcorn. Um, So if you could do that, that'd be great. We'd love to see you. We'll have that for two weekends, and then we go right into Indiana Jones. And that we'll have that for two weeks. And then I think the next thing that we're going to have is Mission Impossible 5. And that's going to be part one because apparently that's going to be a two-parter. <laughs> and so Mike has something, too, that I just happened to think of. Isn't the History Center having an ice cream social? Oh, yeah. Gee, if only we had the president here to talk about the ice cream social. Yes, we are on June 25th at the George Cross House, right across from um, Napa on um, on Marion Street, and uh, that'll be from two to four. And make sure that you stop out. We're going to have a good old time. Have a good, good old fashioned ice cream social. We're going to have live music there. Um, Russell being be there. See if you can eat more than Russ does. Um, it, it'll be, it'll be a good time. We tried this last year and went over quite well. 
So hopefully the weather is good for us and uh, uh, come out. We're going to have, let me see, the uh, local dairy association is providing the ice cream. I believe they donated it and going to be a good old time. And it's Riverside. Isn't it usually where they get their ice cream from? I don't know if it's Riverside or not. It looked like the Riverside containers, but didn't say Riverside last year on it. So, I uh, just w- wanted to share something before we move into the next topic. Um, don't forget that on August, I think it's August 8th. I think it's August 8th is when the special election is for this fall or for this late summer, I guess. Uh, there is a special constitutional amendment to the Ohio Constitution that Ohio lawmakers have passed, and they're sending it to the ballot, and it's a 60% supermajority amendment to the ballot. So that means currently, if 50% or 51% of the voters in Ohio vote in something, it can change the Constitution. This would require that it goes to 60% or a supermajority in order to amend the Constitution of Ohio. So just wanted to share that. So make sure that you guys are aware that you, um, your some of the polling places have changed. The Mount Gilead ones have changed. I believe the ones that were at the library, I think it was the library that was affected, those have now changed, so you definitely, and if you if you sign, if you uh, voted at the library, you did receive or should receive, if you're registered, a card telling you where to go for your new polling location. But remember that you don't get the right to complain if you don't go and exercise your right as a citizen to vote. So I say that and stand, you know, pretty hard by that. If you don't lend your voice, then I don't want to hear your voice. You know, that I'm, that's, that's how important I feel that that is. So make sure that you do uh, go out there. And I, I'm pretty sure it's August 8th or August 3rd. Those two days are sticking in my head. Whatever that first uh, Monday or Tuesday is, I think. Um, I'm going to look real 8th. quick. Is it August 8th? Is the first Tuesday of it's, August. It's the first Tuesday after oh, the first no, Monday. Yeah. No, that'd be, yeah. So it's August. so it's August eighth, um, but that's going to be uh, the special election on August the eighth in Ohio. Just wanted to share that. So, hey, I did happen to see something, Joey. Um, Donna Carver, the mayor of the village of Mount Gilead, did put out that um, it is time to nominate individuals for the Dr. Nathan Tucker Award. Uh, nominees are individuals who care about others and go above and beyond to make Mount Gilead a great place to live. And nominations must be postmarked by June 30th of 2023. So if you know of somebody that you'd like to do that, you can go to their website at www.mountgilead.net. Um, I know that the village is also working on the pool. Yeah, they so gotten that official. They're really close. But they're close. Really close. So be paying attention to their Facebook page because they'll be posting. Um, I would say within the next week or so. I think is the latest stuff that I heard through uh, conversation from a reliable source. So you definitely want to be paying attention to their Facebook page because they're going to announce it and the pool's going to open up pretty quick. So, but for those in the community who may be new to the community, if you're looking for a pool, of course, Cardington has a pool that is mm-hmm. open and you can go swim there. Uh, Candlewood, 
has a pool now that's a gated community. So, you you know. I think you can buy it like a day pass or I something so, in there. But you can check with them. And, of course, the Cardinal Center has an indoor pool that mm-hmm. you can also go and partake in. So there's lots of opportunities. Mom and Dad, I'm sure if you're going crazy already because the kids are out of school. And if you're looking for something to do to keep them busy on Thursdays, now through the end of July, the Mount Gilead Public Library and the Capitol Theater are bringing to you free movies at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Thursdays only, going through uh, now through um, the end of July. And this week, it's Tangled, the movie Tangled. So that'll be fun. Yeah, last week there were about 160, 170 people between the two movies that uh, decided to partake in that. So get in to the movie free, get you some popcorn and a, and some candy and a drink and enjoy. And as it you know tends to get hotter in the summer, we do have air conditioning. So that's always a nice thing too. All right, guys. Mike, are you ready? Should we do it? Let's go. <laughs> Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, Mike. Part two, right? Part two. Last week we started talking about the Kelly Foundry and Machine Works, which started in 1898 in Mount Gilead. And we're up to the 1920s. So I'm going to read this as my friend um, uh, Stan Sipe wrote it. And we're always thankful for Stan. Oh, we sure And are. he handwrites this stuff. It's oh. not like he types it. He handwrites it. Okay. As America entered the 1920s, the future looked bright for the Kelly Foundry and Machine Works. The company now had nearly 30 highly skilled machinists who could build or repair nearly anything. James L. Kelly had joined his father's business and was plant manager. The company served both the lone so, uh, lone local customer who walked in off the street and a large overseas concern with equal adeptness. It was during this era that Kelly's plant built and sold the Excelsior friction hay hoist. Not only could this hoist be used on the farm, but it was easily adapted for use by movers, builders, and contractors. Kelly donated one of the hoists to be awarded as one of the daily giveaways at the 75th Ohio State Fair in 1925. Hmm. When village officials wanted to install stop signs around Mount Gilead in 1924, it was Kelly's men who manufactured them. The plant built exterior fire escapes for Levering Hall and the local school, uh, school buildings. Playground equipment was fabricated for the automobile tourist camp at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Globally, Kelly Foundry and Machine Works built automobile tire-forming machines for export to the Soviet Union. During the 1920s, Kelly explored a merger with a Chicago metal products firm, but he ultimately backed away from it. Always interested in the civic improvement of Mount Gilead, Kelly assisted with the establishment of the Kiwanis Club in 1922. Six years later, he helped to reorganize and restructure the dormant pottery between Mount Gilead and Edison, which was later known as the Florence Pottery. When it opened for business, Kelly sat on the board of directors of the Florence Pottery Company. During 1928, Kelly's plant increased its workforce to 40, 
Order quantities were such that the men worked overtime on a regular basis. The next year, Mount Gilead's third largest employer behind HPM and the Florence Pottery flourished. Kelly Foundry and Machine Works built some of the largest machinery and shipped more products than it ever had before. The employees worked continuous overtime, and an overnight shift was added. Also in 1929, a new office section was built and more machines were added. In October of 1929, uh, excuse me, the October 1929 crash of the stock market caused a reduction of business at the plant. In 1930, the lowest volume in the company's history. To keep the company afloat, Kelly was forced to par his uh, workforce. However, a strong fourth quarter gave him hope that business would pick up in the near future. Some of the men laid off by Kelly went up the street and were hired on at the HPM. <clears throat> Kelly Foundry and Machine Works was contracted by an Akron tire manufacturer in the late 1920s to build seven intricate rubber testing and grading machines. These machines could test rubber to an accuracy of one thousandth part of an ounce and graded according to its variation from the tire company's standards. The ability to engineer and build intricate machinery of this caliber spoke well for the employees of the Town Street factory. With the construction of a plant building and raw materials warehouse, the Kelly Complex grew from two to four buildings during the 1920s. There would be no more expansions in the next decade, however. The Great Depression began affecting J.H. Kelly's business in 1930. In addition to the aforementioned layoffs, those men who remained had their work weeks cut back to three three eight-hour days. Just up the street from Kelly's plant, HPM reduced everyone's wages by 10%. Early in 1931, Kelly was awarded exclusive manufacturing rights by a West Virginia company to produce a cheese slicing and weighing machine. Then a Marion man contracted with Kelly to build his line of newly patented automobile shock absorbers. These projects allowed Kelly to institute a four-day work week. Ultimately, low sales volumes doomed the manufacturer of both product lines. <coughs> Excuse me. After Franklin Delano Roosevelt ascended to the office of President of the United States, James L. Kelly left his father's employ in 1933 and went to work for the federal government. A Mount Gilead High School graduate and a veteran of World War I, the younger Kelly became a bureaucrat for FDR's New Deal programs. After the Works Progress Administration, or the WPA, was created in the mid-1930s, he found himself transferred from Washington, D.C. to Columbus. There, James L. Kelly became Director of Activities for the 20-County Central Ohio WPA District, which included Morrow County. He would go on to a long career as an official with the Small Business Administration. In late 1932, the Kelly Foundry and Machine Works was engaged to build the most significant product in company history. It was predicted that this piece of equipment would revolutionize the coal mining industry. Two brothers, John and Wilbur Joy, had developed a self-propelled Electrically powered coal saw. The Joy coal saw, coal saw, not coal saw. (laughs) 
Uh, I guess I need to go eat. Was intended to replace the use of explosives in coal mines. The three-ton machine, which required two men to operate, would improve the quality of the mined mineral by increasing the amount of the more uh, profitable lump coal extracted. The saw could move through ordinary uh, strata of coal at the rate of 10 feet per minute. Wilbur Joy of Marion knew of the Kelly plant's reputation for quality work and awarded the contract to build the coal saw to the Mount Gilead concern. <clears throat> to keep up with the production of the Joy coal saw, coal saw, I keep wanting to say coal saw, coal saw, J.H. Kelly put 55 men on the job, each man working 65 hours per week. Those workmen building the coal saw at the Kelly plant realized their good fortune of having full employment at the time when so many of their neighbors did not. They decided to lend a helping hand to those less fortunate. Kelly and his employees then established a program called Share the Work. That was possibly the first of its kind in the county, in the country. The employees created a fund whereby each man contributed one hour's wages per month. A needy family was chosen each month, and the money in the fund was used to buy heating fuel, clothing, food, and other necessities for them. Share the Work assisted many indigent people in Mount Gilead, Edison, and Cardington. That's kind of cool to think about. It that. is. You know what? There's a lot more to this Kelly uh, foundry. Um, I think we're going to stop there and uh, finish it next week. Did we find out where it where it was? Uh, it was someplace on Town Street, I do believe. That's what it said. But I didn't know if we found out exactly where. Because no, you and I were know. kind of trying to think of where that might have been. I will. Uh, I, that'll be my homework. I think Stan probably knows. He probably knows. Yes. He probably does. Um, this week in um, history. Pulling this off of history.com, this day in history. The famous flying of the kite during a thunderstorm and discovering electricity happened on this June 10th, 1752. And no, Joe was not there. You were born, though. Um, let's see here. And there's a lot of stuff going on around World War II, at, or uh, yeah, World War II at this time. So on June the 10th, Norway surrenders to Germany. Italy declares war on France and Great Britain. And Eisenhower rejects calls for U.S. isolationism in 1953. And also wanted to share that um, Alcoholics Anonymous was founded on this day in 1935 on June 10th. And... There was another day I wanted to share because I thought it was just there was there's just so much cool stuff that's constantly um, being done or had been done during I don't even know what I want to say there anyway. Uh, 1963, June 11th, the University of Alabama was desegregated. Henry VIII marries his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, in 1509. D-Day landing forces converge. On this uh, June the 11th, 1944. Uh, see here. Six Day War ends, 1967. John Wayne, Marion John Wayne. I th- wasn't his first name Marion? Yes. yes. Dies in 1979. E.T., do you guys remember watching that, the movie? Fun I home. Do. 
On June the 11th, it uh, was released in 1982. Hank Williams Sr. makes his Grand Ole Opry debut in 1949. And uh, in 1776, on June the 11th, the Congress appoints a committee of five to draft the Declaration of Independence. thought those were some pretty cool things in history. So, all right, well, let's flash back to the president. All right, so in the studio with us today, we have Mr. 4-H himself, Mr. Fairboard himself, all things cool, the Russ, Russ, Russinator Mayor. Oh, my God. I'm just, like, shocked. Oh, wow. We should clarify that. That's Junior Fairboard I'm an advisor of. I'm a former senior fair board member. Yeah, but you're like all things ago. fair related. Well, like, true. you know, you've been around, yeah. you, you know. So talk to us about Well, it. you know, well, that's because, you know, my mom actually went to the Ohio State Fair with her best friend, Janet Cass, at the time. And my dad was down there showing sheep with his um, best friend, Philip Allgaier. And uh, Janet and Philip actually had dated at one time. And so they introduced my parents at the Ohio State Fair in 1961. And okay. I was born and you're in still June involved with the State Fair. Yes, very much so. And so the other thing that is funny about that, too, is that, you know, actually, Ohio Fair season has started. The Paulding County Fair started today. And so we are in fair season from now until October. That's just amazing because we only think of it as being the last week of August, first week of September. Exactly. But guess what? When Mike and I were kids, the Morrow County Fair was the second week of August. And, yes, it was. And so when they made that change, and let's face facts, things change every year. You know, it might be something little, but sometimes it might be something big that's different. Um but for Junior Fair Board this year, the big thing was, in the past, we always used to have to fill out forms to make our entries. Well, guess what? There was no official filling out paper forms this year. No, you guys it went electronic? all electronic. And so that we did that this year. And we're very pleased so far with it. I mean, we've still got some, you know... Stragglers to come back. No, 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 not stragglers. But I mean, we've got feedback. We want to hear that. So if people had real challenges, let your 4-H advisors know about those things. And so that we can compile a list and make improvements for next year. So for those that don't know, the Morrow County Junior Fair start it will be it starts on August 28th this year um, and runs through Labor Day. Now, of course, Monday the 28th is move-in day, um, but the fair officially starts at 4 o'clock. The reason why that starts is because the harness racing that the Senior Fair Board has, they start that then at that time, and they have two days of that. Um, but uh, so the Junior Fair Board... Hey, to do a week's worth of activities. We run all year long. You have and to. W- to get ready. So the Junior Fair Board has been meeting. Uh, we meet on the first Monday of every month. Um, so we've been meeting since last year's fair. Uh, the new 
board took place uh, in January, and this year we have 35 junior fair board members um, and 20 advisors. And, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on at the fair, so it takes uh, a good crew. Um, And so, so far, our junior fair board, along with advisors, have attended the Ohio Fair Managers Convention back in January. Um, It was a great uh, opportunity for senior and junior fair boards to get together, uh, learn about things that other fairs are doing, is getting new ideas. They have this great trade hall where uh, you can go and there's vendors that are, you know, anything from clowns to cosi to food vendors, those kind of things, uh, programs that you can have at the fair. And so then um, actually uh, we had a junior fair board member that attended uh, and talked with them and did a presentation to the senior fair board and uh, tried to present something. And uh, while that didn't happen, but the senior fair board was definitely impressed with that young man's presentation and the facts that he had gathered and really did uh, trying to advocate for something new and different. And so um, they're always looking for new ideas. Um, Of course, the junior fair board and senior fair board work very well together. Um, The senior fair board actually has four advisors on the board of the junior fair board as advisors. And so they, you know, then can take those things back to the senior fair board as well to help that communication. So uh, since that time, the junior fair board's elected officers Um, They've signed up for what departments the kids uh, will want to work in. And, of course, by kids, I'm talking about teenagers. So um, to be on the junior fair board, they need to be a freshman in high school um, and attend one of our county schools or uh, be involved in Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts in the county as well. Uh, When they sign up for their departments, they sign up for a major department which is basically an animal species. And so everybody has one major department, and then they sign up for one minor department. And the minor departments are basically uh, things during the f- that are pre-fair, plus along with our dog department, because we actually have a dog show at the Morrow County Fair that our junior fair kids participate in. And so... Um, Then we've also had a workshop where we did training with the kids uh, to get ready. And I know, I'm sorry, I keep saying the word kid. I want to say teens and junior fair board members. But to me, they're kids. You know, I just turned 60 this week, past week. So, you know, it was like, yeah, these kids are so young. So then um, they've, we've done. uh, Oh, hang on. Just wait a minute. Happy birthday. To Russ, man. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, go away. Stop. There we go. <laughs> it wouldn't stop. It was ready to celebrate you, man. Well, I appreciate that. And that isn't why I was saying that. But what I'm. I meant know, to do that. It just seems crazy because, you know. Time passes so fast. I mean, can 
Can you imagine back being 20 and thinking of what life would be like 40 years from now? Yeah, it would be amazing because it was 18 years ago. Well, (laughs) soon to be 18, I think. Yeah, I think soon to be 18. (laughs) And I mean, you know, and and remember how we used to like Christmas? We were like, oh, will Christmas ever get here or will school ever get out? And then time just flies. I can't believe it's already June. So anyways, we also um, had quality assurance for all of our exhibitors, which is a state mandated thing that all exhibitors must participate in. And so the Junior Fair Board was instrumental in that. Um, As I said, we completed our Junior Fair entries. And so we're starting to get um, more of a guideline of who's in what shows, what things will be going on. before long the clubs will say okay this is how many displays we have or the projects to dis, uh, display and then they'll sign up for their booth space in the youth building uh, they will also come and participate in um, skillathon where then they're tested evaluated on their animal knowledge um, one of the things that i always like to make sure people know 4-H is not just animals. Um, I was in 4-H from fourth grade on. I didn't take an animal project until I was a sophomore in high school. And so I did um, all kinds of still projects. There's uh, the gambit. And guess what? We even have a catch self-determined project that kid can make their own project. You sit there and say, well, I love dinosaurs. Well, there's no 4-H dinosaur project. Isaac Powell. Yeah. (laughs) But guess what? You can design that yourself and do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether whatever your need is, um, it's out there. Um, And there will be more and plenty of people to help you come up with that. So, um, and when we talk about FAIR, you know, Fair is Morrow County's annual family reunion. Practically, I mean, yeah. I can take a stick and throw it on that fairgrounds, and I can hit somebody that I'm related to. Some I might not want to be related to. Oh, wait, they don't want to be related You can't choose your family. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the it takes a village to run, and, of course, it takes a county to run that fair. Um, and we're so grateful for our donors that step up for awards for the kids, um, for the exhibitors. Um, we're so grateful for the people that um, businesses that come and set up a booth at the fair, uh, you know, to be vendors, food vendors. Uh, we partner with people like the Morrow History Center, um, and they've, you know, partner with us. They're down there in the log cabin. And so uh, if any house. Yeah, the, yes, house, I'm right? sorry. I We're not wrong. Call it a cabin. Phyllis, Phyllis Miller, I apologize. I, I, I'm, I'm just so trying sorry. to keep, you know, make sure you don't get yourself in trouble, I sir. I know, I know. She will. I caught it, but I wasn't going to correct it. She will beat me <laughs> up later, so sorry about that. You're grounded, young man. Well, and see, I even have family that I'm descended from the people that were born in that mm-hmm. log home. <laughs> so, Sorry. So, but if you would like to donate awards, you can call um, Junior Fair Coordinator Lindsay Gallick, and her phone number is 419 
571-7916. And that is out and about in the community. So I'm not sharing something I shouldn't be sharing. Uh, but she has shared that. So if you'd like to do that, feel free to call and we'll get you all plugged away for that. Uh, we're another way that people in our community uh, help sponsor the fair and promote the fair is through the livestock sale. Um, our livestock sale is a great sale, um, which happens on Labor Day. And if you'd like to um, be involved in that, uh, you can talk to uh, Nate Alry is one of the people on the livestock sale committee. And he is also a senior fair board uh, member. I don't have permission to share his phone number so i won't do that at this time but if you're interested in that heck i'll give you my phone number 419-560-3689 and i'll get you hooked up with nate so that you can set that up um our like i said uh the skeleton is coming up on august the 7th and 8th before fair if you as a community member if you're one of those people that says there's nothing to do in this county Guess what? You can call the extension office at 419-947-1070. And you can say, hey, Russ was talking about the Skeleton, and I'd like to volunteer. Feel free to do that. Um, one of the things that I'm also excited about this year, uh, for the second year in a row, uh, the Morrow County Junior Fair Board uh, was just presented about doing the Fight the Hunger, Stock the Trailer. We did that last year for the very first time. We're going to do it again. Um, the committee was just selected uh, last Monday night, um, so they haven't had time to get together yet to decide what all we're going to be doing. But last year, Morrow County, because of your support, we were able to end up donating to the Cardington Food Pantry, to uh, Edison uh, Food Pantry as well. Um, so we're hoping to expand that this year. Um, so there'll be more details of how you can get plugged in to do that. Um, we would love if maybe some of our churches here in the county would get involved with us as well with that. Um, we are looking at, you know, maybe doing some events during Skillathon and other events where people could start bringing in, uh, canned goods and things like that that can go people could donate money if they would like to um a new thing that we've got going on at the fair this year a couple of people went to another fair and they had a show a um clothing checkout kind of like the library boxes that you see around the um county and uh, there's a club that's stepped up that's going to be manning that, and we're going to have that in the youth building this year. So, uh, so is that like you just rent show clothes? Yeah, like for the kids because they only they have show clothes that they wear, and then they go and change out of them. Exactly. Oh. So, uh, example, like when you show poultry and you show rabbits, you're supposed to wear a long sleeved white, long sleeved white sleeve jacket or shirt well you know a lot of people don't have those like lab coats and things like that well over the years some people have donated those but this year then that 
club is going to be manning that booth when they'll give the registration information, how you can do that. And you can go check that out and, you know, take care of that. So that's another way that we're trying to help people, um, especially in a tight economy for some folks that um, that would make things a little bit better. You know, we're not going to take, you know, like food buckets and things like that. We're just going to do like, you know, show equipment like planes and jackets and things like that. So if you're going to donate some of those things to Goodwill, please hold off and uh, you can actually get a hold of me as well, and I'll get you hooked up with that club so that we can have those during the week of the fair. So I know you're probably surprised that Russ is actually slowing down talking now. <laughs> no, because I noticed that you flipped your paper, so now you are out of everything you wanted to talk about, and you wanted to make sure that you got. Exactly. So, Mr. Mike, you have any questions? I think uh, Russ explained quite a bit there. He literally just ran. Like, <laughs> he did. Uh, that was a marathon. Uh, and I went hit- down to McDonald's while he was talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, we love Russ. He's, he does a wonderful job with the Junior Fair Board, and we're, we're glad he was able to be here with us today. And if you don't know Russ, the Russ man, the Russinator, he is available every Saturday evening at the Capitol Theater to either get you a drink or serve you popcorn. And he will be there from about 4 till 10.30 every Saturday evening, unless he is busy with something from the Junior Fair Board uh, perspective. So, um, you know, I, I got to say, uh, I'm very impressed with the – I've been to the Junior Fair meeting twice now. I've uh, been to some Senior Fair meetings. Um, being a, an event planner myself, I get um, how much work it takes and the fair, you know, it's it's rough to keep people interested in the fair. You don't want to have the same stuff every time, and I, I get that. I understand that. So I want to say kudos to you, and, and, you know, rounding up teens to do anything is difficult, and it seems like you have a pretty good group of, of kids down there now. We do. We so, do. Um, and just so that people know, too, these aren't kids that we go around and go eeny, meeny, miny, moe, and take you down and say okay we've kidnapped you you're on the junior fair board um these kids um for 4-h they uh in october the extension office sends out a questionnaire lets them know about the opportunity they have to fill out the form and say i'm interested in doing this there is an interview process that they go through um then we go to the boy scouts the FFA and the Girl Scouts and say, hey, who do you have that you would like to come represent your organization? So if you're a freshman in high school and you would love to be a part of next year's Junior Fair Board, please step forward, let your advisor, your uh, troop um, master know, uh, your FFA teacher, and let them know now so that they have your name on the list. All right. Well, Mr. Russ, we greatly appreciate all of your knowledge in everything 4-H. I know any 4-H question I've had, or if I need to know uh, somebody or know something about somebody, I always go to you because you're one of the few people who seem to know everybody or know the history or you know something like that. You're, you're, you're like the Stan Sipe of the fair, 
to me, I think. That's, you know. So, with that being said, Mike, you know what time it is? Oh, yes. The time everybody's been waiting for. Yeah, that was the wrong sound clip. This this one. <laughs> Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 Mike, what do you call a sad cup of coffee? I don't know. What do you call a sad cup of coffee? A depresso. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, you know, I went to the doctor the other day, and I told him that every time I cough, I hear words like knight, bishop, pawn, and queen. You know what the doctor said? Sounds like you have a chest infection. Wow. Russ, do you went in on this hot mess? Well, you know, I have been listening to the podcast for since it began. You're the so, one. You know, yes, I am the one. But Jamie Zigger as well, though. But, you know, I'm friends with Jamie, and we do love teasing Joey about all of the eyeball rolls and, and of course, Mike, too. So, um, But I have actually taken this during the rabbit show at the fair and I'll start sharing rabbit jokes. So do you know how you catch a unique rabbit? Yes. How do you do that? Unique up on it. That is correct. Very good. Wow. (laughs) There was a river that ran through Egypt that no one believed existed. Locally, it was known as denial. Wow. Okay. Hey, do you know what a sea monster's favorite snack is? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ships and dip. Uh, my, my best friend's wife ended up giving birth to their son in the car. They named their kid Carson. Oh. Um, why can't skeletons play church music? I, I I don't because they don't have organs. <laughs> I'll give you three on that. One. Thank that you, thank good. you very much. I'll be Russ, here all week. You got one? Not right now. I'm still. I'm sitting there thinking of oh keys, something about keys <laughs> yeah, with that whole thinking. thing, and I'm like, I'm trying to make it work. When does a dad joke, or when does a joke become a dad joke? Oh, I should know this, but I don't know. When it becomes apparent. Oh. Well, um, yeah, that's more appropriate. How do you wake up Lady Gaga? I don't know. Pop, 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 poke her face. <laughs> have you ever heard that song? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you had ever. I think we're going to end on that one. That was pretty... That was that was a pretty good one. And Mike is still his face is turning red over here because he's laughing about that. So I think I don't know that we can. I definitely don't have anything in that book that's better than that one. So, all right, folks, uh, another week. I think this is episode one hundred and five. Uh, you know that po 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 poke face. Take care. Have a good week. Uh, Be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. You never know what battle someone is fighting. Russ, thank you for being on the show this week. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.